Welcome back to another episode of the Obvious Choice Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Miller. I run a real estate team here in Blaine, Minnesota, cleverly named the Tyler Miller Team. And uh, I started this podcast because there's a lot of people I know in my life that are really good at a certain thing that they do. And today, I'm super excited to uh, welcome the wonderful Brandy Gilbert. Hello. Um, looking like Barbie in Barbie's world. That's right. It's going to be Brandy's world. That's right. By the end of this. But uh, so the reason that I feel Brandy is the obvious choice for something in my life is she, if I think about our community and I think about all of the amazing leaders, she comes to mind because she seems to have her hands in a little bit of everything. Um, but also the fact that there's not a ton of, you know, women leaders that are prominently known and you happen to be one of the main ones that I know. And so, um, whether it's the fact that you own multiple businesses, um, urban air, for example, crisp and green and Blaine, you have a, a scout and seller wine company. You also do, you have a big passion for, you know, helping people, uh, kind of hire the right people and uh, coach someone how to do that. So Brandy is always in a little bit of everything. She's always at like every function, every gala, um, everything. So if you're in the Blaine community, you're in the Twin Cities in general, you should know Brandy Gilbert. So that's why I have her on today. So uh, Brandy, thank you for joining me today. I'm super excited to uh, tell everybody how awesome you are. Well, thanks for having me, Tyler. Yeah. So um, we're going to cover, obviously, some business endeavors. Okay. Um, but we're also going to cover um, some like of your goofy personality because, mm -hmm. you know, for people on the outside looking in, mm -hmm. I mean, you're intimidating a little bit like you got it all together. You got it going on. Um, you oh. got a smoking hot husband. You know, I do have a smoking hot husband. Yeah. Your kids mm -hmm. are amazing. Your house is beautiful. Like you got it going on. But I think when people get to know you, I mean, you're you're just a goofball like me. I you're know. wearing you're wearing fuck you earrings. I am. <laughs> Especially I, for you yeah, today, I, I Tyler. I actually put them on because when I saw them for the first time, I was like, I need those earrings. Yeah. If I wore earrings. Well, maybe you need a necklace or yeah, a bracelet you know or we something. We can work on that. We'll I think it's a good idea. When we start our podcast, we'll That's have to right. get matching ones. But um, so anyways, and then we'll just cover some fun topics too. So let's get into it. Enough about me. I want people to get to know Brandy a little bit. So if you guys have never had the chance to meet Brandy Gilbert, Tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe some of the little business uh, endeavors and things that you've been working on over the past, you know, five, 10 years. Um, tell us about your family, where you grew up, okay. all that stuff. So I am not a local Minnesotan. I know. I know. We've only lived here, okay, let's see, 13 years. Mm -hmm. So it's been 13 years. And um, the reason why I own businesses is because when I moved to this community, we had some problems that needed solutions, so mm -hmm. I thought I'd be the one to bring it to Blaine. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a combination of Michigan and Missouri. Yep. So lived in Michigan until I was in seventh grade. Family moved to Missouri. Uh, so I wasn't there for long because I went away to college, yep. went to Butler University in Indianapolis, where I met my smoking hot husband, who's honestly just gotten better with age. Every and time I see super him, annoying. it's really annoying. Uh, women like, don't have that luxury that you all uh, <laughs> men have. Like a fine wine, right? <clears throat> Something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up in retail. I have been working. Sorry, I'm just bringing it a little lower. Okay, I've been working my whole life. I was the 14 year old that brought home paperwork to have her parents sign that said, yes, we know your child is a minor, but she is still seeking employment somewhere. Yeah. 
So they would drive me to the mall for two shifts a week. That was your first job? That was my first job where, in retail, and I stayed it? there forever. Retail, like what store? Um, at the beginning, it was a local company, local to where I was living at the time, which is Washington, Missouri. Okay. It was a cute little lace catalog order store where I would take mail orders over the phone yeah. and enter them in. But my first mall job was, of course, with Abercrombie & Fitch. Heck yes. This is early 90s, were you like, mid-90s. Were you all oh, yeah. in all the Abercrombie? Because that oh, was yeah. me too. Love but that's it. all you could wear working yeah. there. Um, but it's also a great place to learn business mm-hmm. because everything that goes into your like Econ 101 class that you're going to college to learn is right there yeah. in a retail setting every day. Yeah. So got sick of doing that for over 23 years and decided to solve some problems that Blaine had. Yeah. So when the opportunity struck for me to be financially stable to do this on my own, mm-hmm. I went for it. Yeah. And I give, I give this analogy a lot. I'll see what your response is, I can't wait Tyler. to hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. But I feel like starting a business or having a business is kind of like a tattoo, Here's okay. why. Mm-hmm. We hum and we ha and we holler and think and we take for years to find what that first tattoo is going to be. Mm-hmm. And we're scared and we're nervous and we're spending too much money and all the things that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we get the tattoo and we're like, that's not that bad. And then we start planning our next one right away. I want another one, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so... It's some, kind of addicting. It is. You know what I mean? And we also, we're our own barrier, Right. We get stuck in our own heads saying, well, we can't do that or we can't afford that or we shouldn't say yes to this. And I'm not telling everyone to go out and get a tattoo and that it's like super easy. Um, and I'm not telling everyone to go start a business. But that's the analogy mm-hmm. for me is I hum and hawed over the first one. Yeah. Just like a business. And then once I you know, did it, opened it and ran it for a while. Not that bad. I so can do more. What was your first business? Was it? It was Urban Air. Okay. Yeah. So, so just to go back, you said 23 years. So you were doing retail for 23 years or was it Abercrombie specifically? Yeah, retail specifically. Retail. So, okay. um, so you're working for the man. Working basically. for the man. 23 years. 23 years. Traveling a lot. Yeah. Um, always on other people's times, schedules. And then you came to Minnesota and said, screw that. Well, I think my son actually helped me say screw that because he <laughs> was a surprise. <laughs> and um, I mean, having, Again, attractive husband. What are you supposed to do? Right? Right. Um, <laughs> and when you put, you know, so, so my kids are seven years apart. And I don't know that, you know, people know that, but they're two different genders. They're always going to be at different schools. Yep. They're always into different things. So my son's arrival into this world made me really reprioritize what work looked like. And, um, you know, again, why Urban Air was the first one is we had a problem in our community. I didn't have a place where I could take a six-year-old or a seven-year-old at the time and a brand new baby. Yeah. And allow both of them as they grew up to have the same safe space and to have moms and dads have a place like this that they could bring kids of all ages. It's kind of crazy to think that that wasn't really around, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, I mean, we've got plenty of other people who do the same thing that we do. Um, I think our differentiator is that you're not going to have technology when you come into urban air. Yeah. So we don't have a VR. We don't have... Um, any kind of gaming, right? There's no screen time. And again, I feel like a problem that we needed to solve in Blaine was a space where multi-generational 
families could gather together mm-hmm. in a safe, fun, affordable place. And when I was researching franchises that were up and coming at that time, this yeah. is my son was born in 2015. I was doing some research. Urban Air had very few dots on the map. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to add a couple of those dots here in Minnesota, so I did. Well, great idea because we use it all the time. Awesome. Um, we were just there this past Friday for Jamie's birthday. Awesome. Because I'm telling you what, like parents out there who have kids and they're, you know, in the 9, 10, 11, 12 range, mm-hmm. like it's kind of daunting to think about how am I supposed to throw a party where, especially boys, where they're going to be wild and I'm not going to do it at my house. Mm-hmm. And then you want to go anywhere else and it's like it's just impossible to coordinate everything so to to bring them to a a place where they can just run like maniacs and then we get the pizza which was phenomenal by the way i love your guys pizza it's fantastic but and then uh the the staff is super helpful like it's just really well run so it made it was way easier for for me and ashley to just be like let's just do that yeah, it's kind of our tagline. It's yeah. supposed to be stress-free. Oh, my like gosh. You bring a cake and bring the gifts, and yeah. we'll do everything else. It's seriously, like, it's amazing. So if anybody Good. out there has not done Urban Air, it's in Coon Rapids, yours, right? Yep. Um, right over by Northtown. I mean, it's Coon Rapids. Is it technically Coon Rapids? It's, like, right on the border. It's the Bermuda Triangle. It is. Because the Wendy's in the parking lot is a Blaine address. Yeah. But I'm the first Coon Rapids yeah. address it's in that plaza. Blaine. It's but it could also be Fridley. What is it? Yeah, it's a Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I mean, right. It depends on who you're asking. You're right. And that area is changing so fast, too. There's a, so much mm-hmm. going on down there. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cool spot. So I love that. And then talk about what you did after Yeah, so that. then there was another problem, Tyler. Now I've had two kids. I've given them a safe sp- uh, space to run and play. But their idea of fast food has always been unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not going to put down any competitors by saying their names because we're all welcome in this space. But I needed to solve the problem of what our kids view as fast food Mm -hmm. and how we can change that footprint right here in our backyard. So I bought into the franchise of Crisp and Green Mm -hmm. in the heat of the pandemic. I bought in in June of 2020, (laughs) literally the day after we closed on my house that you sold me during that time either, like selling a house. (gasps) moving and yeah all the things so yeah and it is it's interesting just to like think it's not that long ago but i agree like there really isn't many healthy fast food choices like chipotle maybe sure. is in there yeah panera um, i mean panera we definitely maybe, yeah but it's still not not that great but like there really wasn't much so there was i think there was only one crisp and green that i knew of down in like the maple grove area and then when i heard that this one was coming i was super pumped because i i love it it's it's great. It's it's super fast, like you said. Like mm-hmm. you're there for three minutes, you can get in and get out. Yeah. Um, so I thought it, I thought it was a great idea. Good. Well, and again, that was the problem that I had, right? So I'm it's not all just out there for you. It and <laughs> that would be my advice to those getting into a business: is if it's not solving a personal problem, problem, mm-hmm. then you're not in the right business. Well, and you probably won't have the passion for it. But that's what I mean. You're not in the right business because in your business, you need to be fully immersed Mm -hmm. in what the mission is. And so if these aren't problems that you see as problems, then you're not going to be able to bring forth the solutions that are needed. Yeah. And um, it was a problem that COVID happened and then shut down all of our salad buffet type options out there. Right. Right. We used to be able to go to grocery stores, build your own salad, weigh it go home and still felt like you created that, you put that together, that isn't, that doesn't exist right now, 
So there was a problem, yeah. and Crispin Green helped me solve it. So we've got the one in Blaine. We're opening Stillwater next month. That'll be cool. It'll be awesome. And then we uh, own the sh- uh, Shoreview territory, so okay. coming soon as well. All great spots. And the thing I really love about how you launched that was, like, partnering with other businesses mm-hmm. to, like, you know, you're doing, like, the workouts in the parking lot. I think you still do those. We do. Time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was just – it was definitely, like, a community – It's a lifestyle. Launch. It wasn't, like – oh, I have a Christmas green. It's like, let's involve a bunch of other businesses Mm -hmm. and uh, build this together. So I loved that strategy that you went with. Thank you. So those of you that may not know what he's talking about, on the second Saturday of every month, any Crispin Green location, it's it's a brand standard to mm-hmm. have the second Saturday of every month where we partner with a local gym, a local mm-hmm. fitness um, provider to come out and do a free workout. So those will be held Remote. indoors. Winter yeah, indoors. yeah. And we, we do some modifications. We don't obviously have as large of group sizes, but we also do some educational series uh, in the winter because we can sit around the tables and kind of learn about, let's say, essential oils mm-hmm. or let's learn about acupuncture mm-hmm. and things like that where mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. It's more it's lifestyle. It's health and wellness as your lifestyle choice, right. not just what are you going to eat for lunch or dinner today. Yeah. So anywhere that we can incorporate other businesses that, again, share the same mission of health and wellness, we we want to be partners with them. I love it. And then uh, another kind of health, mm-hmm. a little bit of a health thing would be the wine, right? So yeah. So Scout and Cellar is a company that actually was founded and started on the exact same day that I opened Urban Air. Wow. So we share the same birthday, which is really fun. Um, I became a customer first through friends here in Blaine that we both have our shared mm-hmm. connections that said, Brandy, you drink wine all the time. <laughs> But we hear that you always have a headache the next day. Let's, you know, they wanted me to try this. You left out the part that you had the bottle of wine. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's a small detail. But, you know, I get get headaches every time I have a glass or bottle of wine. But I'll be honest, Tyler, I didn't feel that way after drinking beer or maybe a cocktail. So there was something about wine that was making me feel that way. And so after being a customer of Scout and Cellar, then becoming like a researcher. I, I did some research, figured out why that was, mm-hmm. believed in the mission again so much that I needed to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of joined the company, which is open for anyone to join. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like an MLM program where you can build teams and really get out there. But again, I was more like solving my problem. And then the pandemic closed us all down and I felt, felt responsible for my neighbors yeah. and all of the people Take that the needed wine but couldn't go to a store because everything was closed. Mm-hmm. And we just delivered directly to your doorstep. Yeah. So you don't even have to go anywhere. I love it. So I kind of took the pandemic and created some opportunity. And that that was the time frame where I was able to grow my connections within Scout and Cellar. It's very much a, a passive income for me right now, but a product I, I truly believe in and will continue to support yeah. forever. It's clean, cleaner wine. It's called right? clean crafted wine, clean which crafted wine. truly means we are scouting the globe for cellars with a C that will only make small batch from grape to glass wine. Is that what Scout 
That is and what it means. Scout and seller means That's we're cool. scouting the globe for sellers to do it correctly. No yeah. added chemicals, sulfites, pesticides, all the things that we're actually getting every time we go buy a bottle of wine from ask, a liquor store. So if you walk into a liquor store right now Can and you go to the I... wine aisle, no. what's the percentage of clean wines in there? Hmm, probably very low. Like 1%? Yeah. Maybe, right? maybe one bottle, maybe none? Maybe none. But yeah. yeah, maybe one depends on maybe the assortment of that said liquor store. I do know uh, some other competitive brands are getting to market before us, but that's not what the brand was founded on. It's right. more, again, as me saying, hey, I have this problem. My neighbors might have this problem. How do we small you know, kind of communalize this a little bit and then it will it will take on the, the the form that it needs to over time. But the customers we're trying to attract aren't looking for things that they can buy in the store. Right. They are noticing the difference of how they feel just drinking our wine. Mm-hmm. And we have everything from mocktails and cocktails and mixers and we're now in the coffee business. So Scout and Cellar wow. actually has clean, crafted, grown coffee. Ashley, turn off the podcast. Right. Stop listening. We're going to have I can get you wine up. and coffee to your front door. I mean, as soon as tomorrow, Ash. <laughs> you know, as a, as a uh, victim of COVID <laughs> and um, a small business owner with stresses, we definitely took advantage of your free shipping right to the door uh, mm-hmm. during COVID. It's we, good. Yeah, we, we had a, a few boxes delivered. Good. So thank you for getting me through. Yeah, again, pro- I'm solving people's <laughs> problems, <laughs> right? Now, speaking of solving problems, I think the new endeavor that mm-hmm. I was just learning about from you is is actually like a really cool one where you've obviously had experience, right? You, you With Urban Air, Crisp and Green, you are also in charge of finding the right operators for those businesses, mm-hmm. hi- like doing some of the hiring, the initial hiring, right? Um, all that stuff. So you have a ton of experience in, I guess, putting the right butts in the seats and uh, building a culture. Like again, you walk into Christmas Green or Urban Air, by the way, the culture is absolutely like visible. Good, um, glad to hear so, so you do a good job with that. And it was exciting to hear your new thing that I think a lot of Uh, people listening to this podcast, maybe more like entrepreneurs, um, small business people might be able to take advantage of. So touch on like what you're kind of going to start doing now. Yeah. So again, another tattoo, right? Just, just getting, um, um, you know, I think everybody's definition of busy or chaos looks a little different. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but okay. So Gallup, the company Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P. Gallop like a horse. Gallop like a horse. If you go to gallop.com, you will see that they have created a personality assessment. It's called Strengths Finders. It's hard. Um, Lots of books out there about it. Mm -hmm. And why I'm interested in it is because my mentor from my previous life as a retail manager. Um, Her name was Charlotte. And Charlotte really believed in this program in terms of how she hired her teams, how she promoted her teams. And I'm not saying that you had to be a specific personality type in order Mm -hmm. to get this promotion. It was just the language that she created Mm -hmm. for all of us to speak the same way when we were at work or talking about the developmental track for a future employee. So I've brought this into owning my own businesses. It's now part of the 
uh, interview process. You have to actually take the online assessment. I get spit out a report that shows your top five strengths, and it allows me as you know a leader to see how you're wired and put you in the positions within the job title, job role that I have available that you're going to thrive in because you're best at them. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, tell me, have you ever worked for someone that created an action plan based on all the things that you weren't good at? Probably. Yeah. I mean, they probably, you know, uh, put me in the wrong position at times um, without, I mean, I, I will tell you, I've never been um, hired by somebody who's given me any sort of personality test. Now, I've done them myself for my team and stuff because I'm really, I'm like kind of nerdy about this too, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that about me. But yeah, i uh big into like the DISC test, the Enneagram, yeah. all that type of stuff. Just, it's like, it's very interesting. Yep. The Enneagram one is really interesting to me because it like, it does kind of break down how to talk to people. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can't say that I use it very well because okay. I don't have someone like you coaching me on how to use it. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've definitely been, uh, hired and I, I, I'm sure if we'd have done a personality test, they'd be like, Oh, you shouldn't do that part of that job. Cause you're not going to do well at that. So I love that. You're like, your passion with this is like, you're basically going to set people up for success from day one. Well, the reason I asked about the action plan is because I grew up in that type of environment. Mm. So I don't know if retail is still the same way, but I have to uh, imagine that multiple Americans specifically are working in a job where their supervisor is still using the things that they're bad at as an opportunity to show them, like, here's the three steps on how you're going to get better at it. And at the end of the day, people just aren't going to be great at everything. So instead, using the Strengths Finders assessment, it allows me to say, well, what is this person going to be good at? And how do I give them a good job to do mm-hmm. and be a good supervisor and allow them to always work in their strengths? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm so passionate about this that I went um, to Gallup Home Office in Omaha early June and was part of their leadership summit and started the certification process. So soon I will be certified to then go out to businesses or really anyone in the community and talk about how to get their teams on the same language, using the same platform to celebrate that each other is very differently wired than the next and ensure that the work that is listed out in their job description is in fact a job that they can do. Um, I think oftentimes we look at paper and we say, oh, they have, an ex- they have experience in this industry or this genre, so they're going to naturally be good at this. Mm-hmm. And we often promote people too fast just because we don't maybe have our bench built with other people ready to take on more responsibility. And so as leaders, we've all done it. We've promoted someone too fast yep. and they weren't ready. They weren't there yet and they left. So instead, using Strength Finders and the Gallup programming, it's saying, okay, now we understand how you're wired. We're going to speak the same language. And then we're going to use each other's strengths on the team to get the job done together as a team. Yeah. Because your job description, my job description, and then Sally's down the road really are all the same. We're serving the same customer. We have the same mission. So how do we use each other's strengths to get a different result? Yeah. 
And so I'm hopeful that maybe some of the listeners out there are like, oh, hey, I manage a challenging team. Or, hey, we've had some communication breakdowns amongst or, or our team. The culture isn't exactly culture right. Culture isn't How do we there. Fix that? I don't, because there's not many. I think most small business owners give the impression that everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like small business owners, there's not many people to turn to at times, you know, That's to, a good point. to be like, well, and this it's probably person, a sign of weakness too is, to share like sure. I'm struggling. Well, because you don't want to share that, and then maybe the the general public gets mm-hmm. word, and it's like, oh, they don't have it figured out. I heard mm-hmm. Crispin Green is really not a good place to work, like right. you know, which is obviously not true. But so I feel like it's a cool thing for everybody in our community to know that that yeah, you're getting a certification. I can tell right now you don't need a certification. You could go into any small business and and help them create what you were talking about you're like kind of a cultural liaison in a way or like just a you know like you're 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 setting the tone for for that culture to be successful and i think that that's like the most important thing if you don't have an actually strong culture or a unique one or one that's true to you Mm -hmm. and and leverages your employees to get the the most out of them like it's gonna be a bumpy ride and it's gonna be very stressful and you're gonna need a lot of scout and seller wine for sure. That's for dang sure. That's for sure, right? So one <laughs> business you know, suffers, the other one thrives. No, um, right, right. I think the, the main thing here to take away is that if, if anybody needs help with getting communication aligned within a team, give me a buzz. Look me up. I'm How can they get a hold of you? Um, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm at Brandy Baldwin Gilbert. Baldwin hyphen Gilbert. That's right. It's a hyphen. Mm-hmm. So a little fun fact. It's actually my middle name. It's really? not my legal last name. But again, working so many years in a retail industry and people don't know who Brandy Gilbert is. They know who Brandy Baldwin is. Right. So I had to change that a little bit once I married the super hot husband. Is your legal last name actually Baldwin Gilbert? It is. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was just for social media or not. Nope. It's my legal name. Nice. I love it. Um, okay. So, yeah, please reach out to her. Yep. LinkedIn is great. I mean, even just, I assume you'd be okay with people just reaching out with general, like, Absolutely. questions, ideas about in, in investments in the neighborhood or in the city or whatever. Like, you you have, <laughs> you know more about that than almost anybody else that I know. Um, and I think it helps that... Uh, like you've you've battled some through some things too. Like it wasn't just easy. I mean, you mm-hmm. were running businesses where the general public is your main clientele during mm-hmm. COVID. Right. Like it's yeah, that was a whole thing. I that was dicey. I was closed for a hundred days. I know. Right? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. It's dicey. That's crazy. I would say if you're listening and you have any interest in reaching out, we can talk topics of yeah investments, entrepreneurship, Gallup Strength Finders. I also really like to talk music. I love to talk fashion. Yes, you do. Right? I love to talk philanthropy. I think that's how we met mm-hmm. is through school fundraising yep. and functions. So, yeah, hook me up. Uh, link up with me on LinkedIn. That'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, please do that, guys. Um, okay, so you obviously have a lot of fire, a lot of passion about just what you do every day and making a difference in the community and making a difference for your family and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. like one question I always am curious about with, with very successful entrepreneurs, especially is like, what would you consider your why? And the way I describe a why is like, you know, those days where it's the 90th day in a row that urban air is closed down and you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is miserable. Like what, what are we doing? 
what gets you out of that moment? What like takes you out of that like feeling like the pity party moment and keeps you pressing on to be like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a Crispin Green next and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Screw it. Like I want to succeed for this. Like what is that to you? It's hard to describe because I would say just in general, when people ask, I mean, my why is to leave a legacy for my family, right? And so I'm not looking to, you know, be the next dynasty or anything like that, but more... Well, be careful. Um, you might end up like that. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but putting the footprint on the community that I was in while raising my children, I mean, that is my why. Knowing that I'm solving problems that other busy parents have mm -hmm. in this community gets me up and gets me going. But I would also say that knowing that I employ hundreds of people, I mean, they are my why, mm -hmm. right? So without my businesses, they wouldn't potentially have those jobs. And right. without those jobs, who knows what could be going differently in, in their world. So, you know, in terms of what keeps me up at night, it's the same thing that gets me up in the morning, which is putting food on the table for, for hundreds of people if I right. can. Yeah, I love that you say leaving a legacy because that, that's my why as well. And it, mm. I think maybe you'd agree with me. I think your why changes. It does. Right? Like when you first started, it, does. it maybe was different than what it is today. And that, that was me too. Like it was financial freedom for me and my family, right? Yep. That was like, I want to make sure that they're taken care of. And then, yep. you, then not that you, we've accomplished that, but you know, whatever, it's, it's fine. You're getting started. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's getting there. And it's like, yep. okay, that seems like more of a realistic thing now. Mm -hmm. What's next? And I think the, the best entrepreneurs like kind of trick themselves into like, well, this is my why now. You know, and, and not that it's not that you don't believe it, but like it, it has to evolve. Otherwise, you kind of get complacent. So I love that you said leaving a legacy. For sure. Because that's, yeah, leaving a legacy for your family, but also in the community. Mm -hmm. like, like there's a footprint. Like that is a business now that didn't exist. Yeah, you absolutely have a footprint. That and, keeps me going. And it's like the, so like the visible footprint is obviously these like buildings, yeah. right? But then it's like every time there's a power of she yeah. meeting, you're there yeah. and, and, and helping uh, women like learn about how to do like it's just it, it's it's such a cool uh, role that you've kind of made for yourself in the community Thank you. you know and so Thank yeah that, uh, that why makes sense to me um, so obviously you have like the whole uh, coaching thing you have lots of experience with that like specifically I, I, I just I kind of want to know like what what are like some like maybe little little tendencies or, or things you look for when trying to find the right people? Is it like strictly the assessment or, mm -hmm. or like, like, do you have like any like go-tos when you're, when you're interviewing or when you're, um, even when you're like trying to bring people into your business, like what are your tactics to get the right people? Is there anything that jumps to your top of your mind? I'll give you three. I want to hear them. The first one is the right people already have a job. That is very true. So, uh, we can spend tons of money on the online platforms, and they're great. They give us exposure. They put the job out there for hundreds of people to see. But the right person is likely already employed. So I actually give um, my team like some little spiffs, some budgets to go out and do recruiting in the places that they would normally eat or shop or mm -hmm. go to drink at. And like I always say, I'm like – if you have great service, right, or you just gel with this bartender, give them your business card because people work for people. 
and they will remember that compliment that you gave them, possibly at the wrong time for them, right, with wherever they're at in that job or with their supervisor. And that compliment could have turned into a really fabulous, you know, recruit. So basically, Brandy Gilbert wakes up, puts on her fuck you earrings, yeah, and goes out, and she's like, I'm going to take some people. I'm going to bring them with me. I'm going to bring them with me. I'm yeah. not going to take them. They're going to leave on their yeah, own, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to bring them with me and give the, the appropriate compliments, which the world is not giving right now. You know what you're going to go do? You're going to go be the obvious choice, kind of like the title of this podcast. Because oh. I honestly, I think that that is you're right. kind of what you're doing. You're, you're totally right. You're being the obvious choice to those people like... Well, yeah, uh, I like where I'm working, but like I met this person and they're doing things that are way better, or their their vibe is way better than what I've ever seen. Right? And again, you're just you're yeah. just being that person. So that's cool. I love that, and that is you know that's just a part of bringing in top talent. You gotta go. You gotta go get them. Yeah. So the first one is the right person has a job already. Yep. So you gotta go recruit them. The second one is people work for people. So if they aren't going to work directly for you, mm -hmm. then find the person they are going to and mm -hmm. put them on the mission to go recruit mm -hmm. because that's the connection they need to have. They could love to work with me, but reality is they're not going to see me every day all the right. day, right? Right. And then the third thing about um, attracting the right talent is give them a good job to do. So fix your culture piece first. Right. Fix that first before you go hire a bunch of jobs versus the reverse. People fill a bunch of roles and then decide to fix a culture, mm -hmm. but they have to fix the culture even if they're short-staffed. They have to do it now because it's not attractive to those people that they need to hire, again, because those people they need to hire already have a job, so you have to be able to set yourself apart differently. Right. And I think people work for me because I am a real person, right? Like, again, I love music. I love fundraising and events. I have kids. So they see a real person that they're going to work with. And if they need to ask for a weekend off to go to a music festival like I just did this past weekend, I'm going to say go for it, right? As long as the job gets done, do it on your own time. Yeah. Um, I think the second point you made about... Um the fact that they're not going to be working with you every day is a very important piece that a lot of business owners overlook. Like yeah. they'll be the ones that go out and like interview and, and maybe train in and all yeah. this stuff. And it's like, I just, I just feel like you're kind of setting yourself up for failure yep. because they're going to love you. Right. But then they're not going to see you because you got to go out and do big girl stuff. Yep. Um, and so I know you have, I don't know her name, but you have somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've met multiple times that like runs your businesses, right? Yep. And is she the main one like interviewing and kind of making those decisions? Uh, yes and no. So uh, the way that I have structured my parent company, um, so I, I own a parent company called Kale Yeah! Exclamation point. Kale Yeah! Kale Yeah! I like, do. Like hell yeah, I like it. Yeah, exactly like that. That's <laughs> Kale Yeah! Uh, you can also look me up on LinkedIn that way, too, if you want. But that's my management company, which means all of my top talent people work for that. And that means they can do their role in all of my businesses. Mm -hmm. So the person you're describing is my managing director, and she uh, wears the title of CCC. She's CCC. Chief Chaos Coordinator. I love that. Right? She's the buffer. Yeah. So everything that needs to be solved, she gets to it before it gets to me. Yep. And so that way, if it's getting to me, then it's an issue that she needs my help and partnership in solving. But then I also have a facilities director. I have an HR director, right? We mm -hmm. are 
looking to hire more people that can do a, a very generalized or specific, it's specific, not general, it's very specific function, but in general for multiple for businesses. Multiple business. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just for crisp and green or urban air. It's you, you kind of sick your dogs on all your businesses because if you have the people that understand what you want, you can kind of run any of those businesses, right? Amen. I love that idea. Amen. I love that idea. And again, people work for people. So those are the ones that work directly for me, yeah. and I will continue to support and yeah. promote and grow. Well, because you can't worry about 100 people yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's just you worry about them like you want everything to go well, but you got to have your team. And so I think right. that that's a cool little hack that I think some people don't quite see that. They think, well, Brandy does all this stuff and like you do a ton, but you take care of the things that your team can't handle. Right. And then yep. the team or the things that I'm the strongest at. Right? right. So what my top five strengths are in relation to the 11 leaders at Urban Air, for example, um, I hold a top strength that nobody else on the team holds. So I'm going to stay in my lane and do things that the business needs based on that category. Mm -hmm. Right. So it wouldn't necessarily be what I may have considered a responsibility of a business owner, mm -hmm. but because it's a deficiency of a strength within my entire team, it's needed for the yep. team. And so I bring it to the team. I love that. And you can only figure that out with doing the strengths finder assessment. Right? That's right. Love it. Um, okay. So let me look at all my questions here because we, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. All right. This is a fun one. So in the past, Brandy and I, Brandy and I have connected over the fact that because we both have worked retail, mm -hmm. we both deal with the general public. Mm -hmm. And I think Brandy and I both mean this in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. But we also agree that people suck. People suck. <laughs> and everybody listening or watching, we're not talking about you. You guys are amazing. But people suck. Right? People suck. And anybody also listening knows that people suck. It's yes. not a not a right. it's not a secret. But it's not so a new thing either. We've literally joked about starting a podcast mm -hmm. that we're just gonna call People Suck. Mm -hmm. And it's just basically we get on and just bitch about how people suck and like some fun stories and stuff like that. So I wanna debut a preview of the People Suck podcast with Brandy and Tyler, or Tyler and Brandy, or to Brandy, or whatever we want to call it. But I wanna <laughs> I want to get into it just for a second to give okay. people just like a, a taste of what they're missing out on. I got a business owner. Yeah. So here's the why behind that. Here's why that's necessary. So the change from being in like what I'm going to call a corporate job because yeah. retail was a corporate ladder that you were, you know, that you had to climb. And I was accountable for a lot of people and a lot of things. So I'm going to call it corporate. Mm -hmm. You have people that you can vent to. You have work wives, or maybe you call them work husbands. You have other people in the same job, but maybe a different territory. So right. you call them when you're having a bad day or your flight gets delayed, right? And you don't take it home. The problem I'm having, <laughs> so again, I'm trying to solve my problems, but for the better uh, use of the good, the problem I'm having is I don't have those work you're, wives or husbands anymore. You're one of one. You are I'm in one your, of one. I report to lane. myself. I'm in my <laughs> own lane. And, and we have feelings too. And I still need to bitch. We I still need to moan about all yeah. the people. So and, I and, think you know, it could be therapeutic for not only you and I, Tyler, to get on a podcast like this, but maybe for the listener who is in the same position uh -huh. where they maybe are in between business coaches or they don't see a therapist for this particular issue, right? Or they're 
just feeling real bad about how to tell someone that they suck, yeah. I think we could be their comedic relief on their commute home. Absolutely. And then they can walk in not taking it out on their spouse or their children because they just got to listen to somebody else's day who sucked that much more than theirs. <laughs> and it's like just even listening to that, they're like, okay, yep, I'm walking in with yeah. a whole new vision of what a bad day looks like. Well, and actually I do have the capability with my podcast equipment to take live phone calls. Oh, So we could even have these people. That like, could be real fun. We could go live and be like, all right, for the next hour, let's hear how people suck and just – just listen. And then we could be their little therapist yeah. and probably be like, well, I got a better story for you. Right. Right. <laughs> it would be like the greatest podcast ever. I know I would listen to it even if I wasn't on it. But, um, but I'm, really, I'm thinking of the person who has like, gosh, they have 15, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. And they're so mad about the day that they just had. Yeah. And, and they feel like no one can relate to them. No one can relate. And I know I'm not supposed to take this home and unwind on my family. But man, they could just tune right on in to People Suck. People Suck. To they, they would hear all of the other stories, right? I mean, think about what flight attendants have to deal with, oh nurses, gosh, bus drivers, Uber drivers. Anyone who works with the general public is going to have a story to tell, and you and I are going to give them the space to share it. I can't wait till the day when we have nothing else to do. I know, right? Just talk about how people suck. But I have a story that I want to tell. Oh, good. Okay? And it has nothing to do with small business. This was when I was working in retail. But this is like a perfect people suck okay. story. So I'll keep it short and sweet. I was working at Walgreens. Um, I was managing, and um, we get some characters oh, at sure. the old at the old wall yeah. many, many times. And um, this particular person um, came in the store. He walked back to the pharmacy counter mm -hmm. and um, asked for the bathroom code. Mm -hmm. He had to go to the bathroom. And then um, I'm watching this on the camera after the fact. So mm -hmm. I'm watching this. He's at the, the counter. He goes to the bathroom. He goes back to the counter to get the code again because it wasn't working or something. Mm -hmm. And well, it goes back to the bathroom. Well, he didn't get in the bathroom. And instead of just like leaving the store or something and going somewhere else, he decided to drop trow right back in our little area back there, right next to the break room, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, didn't go number one. Mm -mm. He had to go number two. Mm -mm. And uh, so that was there. And then, of course, I'm the manager on duty and no pun intended duty. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the, my staff comes and gets me and they're like, um, somebody went to the bathroom back by the bathrooms and they didn't get in. And I'm like, okay, just like mop it up. You know, they're like, yeah, no, it's not like a mopping up job. It's like chunks and oh, yeah. No. And so, uh, so I walked back there and I was like, and like, nobody would help me because you know, Who they wants were to deal with that were, shit pun intended. Literally. Yeah. They were like 15 year old kids. No one wants to help me do it. Yeah. And I'm like panicking because there's like the stores packed. It was like rush hour time, you know, and I'm like, I need to get this cleaned up. So I like run in the back and uh, I'm like looking for like a shovel or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's nothing other than when I walk in the back, there's a cardboard cutout from one of our end caps okay. that was advertising cosmetics it was a cardboard cut of celine dion okay so celine got to be my little helper yep. a little pooper scooper yep she had to be my a little, little my little shovel uh -huh. um yeah just kind of used her face to yep. put it right up on the old shovel there yep. um got rid of it cleaned it all up he also had peed down the aisle walking back to the pharmacy he was having a day <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then this is the kicker and this is why like 
this guy obviously probably had some some I issues. I was just gonna say. I'm guessing, yeah. but but still, but it affected still, me. Yeah. And so he, I shit you not, again pun intended. <laughs> he came in the next day, and I was I happened to be in the pet aisle, okay. And I don't know. This is where I'm like, I don't know if this guy really has a like uh, a problem. I think he might have done this mm. intentionally. Okay, because he came back the next day. Came back the next day, walked down the pet aisle, walked up to me while I'm putting away stuff, and he literally asked me. Hey, do you guys sell pooper scoopers here? No. And I knew it was him because I saw him on the camera the video, and he was definitely a weird guy. Is this pre like stalking online, looking him up? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't find him. Find him up, yeah. But I'm just like, I just kind of laughed. And I'm like, and I didn't say anything to him about it. You know, I was just like going to pretend like I didn't know that he crapped all over our back. Right. Uh, back end. <laughs> Again, pun intended. I mean, We got geez. lots of puns. There's um, a lot we could do with yeah. poop. <laughs> <laughs> just all going to be about poop. Yeah. <laughs> My wife could go into all the nursing stories about poop. But, um, but yeah, so like that was a great example of like, yeah, people just kind of suck. Yep. And now there's like other, other more extremes of like customer service stuff. But like that one always sticks out to me where I'm just like. That, yeah, that was like orchestrated almost. Like, why would he come back the next day that, and that's ask me little, that question? That's a little tricky. Yeah. So my favorite one that's real short is the day before I closed down Urban Air because of the pandemic, right? We all still knew even the day before, like, shit was about to hit the fan. Again, pun. Again on the poop. <laughs> um, and my cameras show a woman going into our family restroom, which is where we store some supplies and you know we don't obviously have cameras in the bathroom but we have them yes we have cameras in the hallway Uh and we see this woman coming out of our bathroom with very large industrial rolls of toilet paper under her sweatshirt she stole three Mm. rolls of industrial toilet paper like just ran out of the front door (laughs) in like a mad dash and i said you know what she must need it more than anyone else. Yes, she does. And she had some, you know, I have to give her some props because she thought that through. The next day I had to close, right? The day yep. after that, most of everybody else started closing. And you couldn't buy toilet paper mm-hmm. in the store. But, I mean, she really... Uh, back then, I mean, it was crazy with the whole toilet paper thing. Like, I, there's still a video, and I don't know what all the math was, but it was this dad breaking down how many shits someone would have to take to run out of toilet paper. And it was like the funniest thing ever. It was like, because people were just buying all of it. Yeah. And the guy was basically just like, just chill out. Like, here's how much times you'd have to go to the bathroom in order to run out of all the toilet paper you just bought. Yeah. But yeah, people were losing their minds back then. Yeah. And I mean, this person sucks so much that I don't even think she bought a ticket to come in. Like, she She knew we were a large facility that probably had large industrial rolls of toilet paper, and she got what she was looking for that day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. People suck. People suck. So anyways, that is our fun uh, podcast idea that one day we will do. We will. Um, And it's like we have a podcast studio. We might as well just start doing it. Um, Okay. So really quick, we've talked about a lot of positives. Talk about some of the negatives of your businesses or like just the role you serve. What are some things you've had to overcome and any advice for people that may be um, facing similar challenges? You know, I think. This is the vulnerable part of the podcast. Yeah, I think what what you may hear um but you don't really like understand until you're immersed with it is that you're always on yes always on 
So, you know, the day that I choose to like maybe not put on any makeup or do my hair and then I'm in the grocery store and someone approaches me and they're like, oh, are you sick? Like, do you need something? No, I just chose not to put on a full face. Or a jackass asks you to be on a podcast and happens to tell you, hey, there's cameras. Right. No, but really, like you're always on. So because we're active in our community and we can go anywhere, we can go to a grocery store or, you know, a little league game or something, we're going to run into people we know. I love that, but just as much as I kind of hate it now. So So six years into being the business owner, I'm just choosing not to wear makeup more than makeup. That's one choice I've made differently. But then I'm also trying to remember that not all people suck. And if they're approaching me to say, hi, that's actually a gift, Mm -hmm. gift of gratitude. Mm -hmm. How nice of them to approach me, say hello, or have the conversation. They could have just easily walked away. So instead of meeting it with like, oh, I'm always on, I'm meeting it with, wow, three people took the time to come up and say hi to me today, right? So it's just a different shift of perception. So how do you, because I, obviously deal with the same thing. Um, I'll give you an example of what I'm going to ask, but like, how do you um, turn off? Because you have to at times. It's very difficult. If you're like me, your brain is always running. You could literally work all day because you love it, but you're also needed, right? And you're you're just, I can tell you're just, you got that voice in your head that's just like, keep going, you can do better, like whatever, right? That's just how we're wired. Mm-hmm. So how do you turn off? For me, for example, on Tuesday nights, I play video games with my friends and like, I can't think about anything else because it's a very intense video game we're playing. So I don't have the luxury of like, Oh, I'll just check my email really quick. Or like, I have to just be dialed in. Unfortunately, if I'm with the family at dinner or whatever, like I still could check my phone or I could solve a problem for someone. So I've found that like that for me, like once a week is just kind of therapeutic where I'm like, I don't have a choice. I have to do this. I'm not just like binging a show where I'm going to get on my phone. I'm like playing something where I, mm-hmm. I can't think about real estate. I can't think about helping the community right now. So do you do anything like that? that- yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's boundary setting. Yeah. So it took me, it took me a minute, probably two full years of being a business owner before I set the boundaries that I have now lived for the last four or five, mm-hmm. which is, you know, telling your team, how how you work, how you operate best. And so I would say to people, listen, I know that we still have people employed in our locations past 10 p.m., but my phone is off at 10 p.m. So you're either going to solve the problem on your own or use the layers of people that we have. I am not going to be available past 10. Yeah. That's one of the the boundaries I set. The other boundary. But can you stick to it? Yeah, I do. So you I really have do. a problem like. Because I get up at 4 or 4.30 yeah. every morning. So, so like, like I have asleep. to get to bed at, by 10 or I don't get up and get going. What's your morning routine? You get up at 4? Between 4 and 5 every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. You still hitting the Peloton? I do the Peloton or I'll go to hot yoga over at Pressed. Or honestly, I really enjoy two hours of just cleaning out my inbox. early in the morning because I can respond to a hundred people and I know I won't hear their response for like five more hours. So I actually get quite joy in cleaning out my inbox at four 30 in the morning. Um, so it's following the routine for sure and setting those boundaries, but it's also important that you share your out of office dates Mm -hmm. in the same way that you expect 
people who work for you do, right? right? So if they're asking for paid time off or a vacation or this is my weekend off and they're putting that in your calendar, you need to be comfortable doing that with them. Yep. So this past weekend, went to Louisville for a music festival and was like, guys, I'm off the grid for these couple days. Yep. Right? Like, of course they know that they can reach me if they needed to, but it's more so teaching them to solve the problem on their own because guess what i come back today i have 900 emails not kidding over 900 emails to sift through and most of my responses were asking the question of well, what do you want to do right so it's like why did we even have the email in the first place because i'm gonna shoot it right back at you of, what right. do you want to do well and you can't you can't bail people out because otherwise you're you're training them to just come to you for the problems uh, that they need to, that they should be solving on their own. And we, we deal yeah. with the same stuff on in real estate, running yeah. a team and stuff, you know, lots of questions, all that stuff. And it's like, hey, we have those resources available. I need you to kind of be resourceful and go get them. Well, and you just hit on something like the enabling. Like if we're yeah. always going to answer or we're always going to be available or we're always going to solve, then we're not. I mean, we're actually doing worse for them. You're not, you're not, we're not running, helping them. You're not, you're not running the business. I think you're doing the, the work then. Like yeah. You need to, if you're hiring people and you're paying them, they need yeah. to be doing those things. So yep. yeah, any small business owner, like do not enable. It's really hard because we have the answer mm -hmm. and it's super easy for us, right? But it's mm -hmm. like, then you're going to be on all the time. So yeah, setting so the boundaries. That is super taps important. in though to the whole, like, what do people not share with you about business ownership, right? The always on is meaning that when you're off, and you take three days to be off, you have to be prepared to come back to 900 emails and yep. what that looks like. Um, and I think the other thing that in terms of giving advice is find something that again, you're really passionate with. And I think the term passion is defined differently th from other people, but if you can't see yourself in the same industry or working with that same customer, living on the same mission, 10, 20, 30 years from now, then that's not the right business decision for you. It can't be like me solving a problem that I have because my kids are young. No, that is a problem our community has in general and will always have if they have generational families living under one roof. Right. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't have to stop just when my kids stop growing up. It's I'm invested in that concept yeah. forevermore yeah. because we just said you're going to live and breathe your job or your career. You're going to be in it all the time. You're going to have to set really specific boundaries. So if you're spending all that time in something that doesn't bring you joy and fulfillment, mm -hmm. I mean, what are you doing? I know. Yeah, getting joy out of uh, replying to emails at 4 or 5 in the morning is also something I share, by the way. Oh. Not that early, but I do love clearing out a good in, uh, good inbox. Doesn't it feel so... Feels yeah. I'm very behind, by the way. I Me know. too. I'm just like, ah... Um, but yeah, like not everybody's wired that way. People, I know business owners mm -hmm. specifically, and if you're watching this, you know, I'm talking about <laughs> you. She's a female. I'm not going to call her out, but she runs successful, uh, uh, passive income business. And she has, I think it was like 30,000 unread emails and stuff like that. And she's just not the type of person that is going to do the grind stuff like what you're talking about. That's why she does passive income opportunities yeah. so that she doesn't have to every day be on, be it. on it. And hey, yeah. I wish I could live like yeah. you. I can't. Um, yeah. I'm wired differently. Yeah. So yeah, find that find place. the thing that yeah. you're going to still be obsessed with 30 years from now. Right. So you mentioned your kids. So yeah. I, I have a question here because um, I've met your kids. Yeah. 
They're fantastic. Thank you. They obviously get all their quality from you and none from Brandt, other uh -huh. than his looks. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wrote down really quick parenting. Like, what's your philosophy with your kids? Like, how 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 would you sum up how you and Brandt parent? Well, as a business owner, I will say share all of it with them. Mm -hmm. Share with them when you're sad, when you're frustrated, when like with someone, your kids. yes, yeah, yeah. like g let them understand all of the emotional cycles that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Not only is it a great way to connect with them, but it will actually educate them, teach them so much more about what it means to be a business owner if they have a parent that's very transparent about that process. Mm -hmm. So I don't try to like, put on a brave face before I go pick up Quincy if I've had a really shitty call. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, guess what? I had a really shitty call. I need to sit in the car for three minutes and just sit here, yep. and I will talk to you in three minutes. Yeah, just keep it real. I, keep it real. That's, that is the simplistic way to answer the question of how do you two parent? Yeah. Keep it you keep real. It real. But, like, in a, it, it's... It's good. It helps them understand how life actually is and Very prepares so. them for how to handle problems in their own world, too. They they don't think they have to be perfect 24-7 because they see mommy had a three-minute nervous breakdown yep. in the car, like we all do, yep. right? But I think kids get the assumption that we have all this money, yep. um, life's super easy, because they, yep. they can do whatever they exactly want. Exactly right. right? And yeah. it's like, no, sometimes you need to feel the, uh -huh. the pain not like we're not causing them pain, but they need to feel like, yeah, today's not going to be a good day. Yeah. And here's why. Yeah. Because daddy just lost this house sale or just yeah. team member just left. And you yeah. know what? It's kind of sucks, but yeah. you know what? Let's, let's, uh, let's live in this together and let's try to help each other out. And I think that that's mm -hmm. a good thing too. When they're the right age. I mean, when they're like three, obviously they don't understand, but when they're, your daughter is. So my daughter's going to be 14 next 14. month going on yeah. you know, 25. Yeah. And, um, she totally get like, she definitely needs to hear these things. Well, and she, she recently said, you know, when we were asking, somebody asked her what she wanted to be or do when she grew up. And she was like, you know, I want to go into business school, but then I also want to get a cosmetology degree because maybe one day I'll run my own business. And that person followed up with the question of, oh, is that because, you know, you see all of the success that your mom has? And she goes, nope, I'm not managing people. I'm going to own my own little chair and table. And like, so she's she what she's what she seen, want. yeah, is that she could also be a business owner, but not have 25 million people to manage. Which she can still run a business and a successful business just sometimes. doing it on her own. That's the smart thing, to right. be honest. Right. Um, yeah, my somebody, uh, I don't remember who, somebody asked, yeah, Jameson someday, like, hey, what do you, what do you want to do when you, when you grow up? And I was, I read the kids, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. Yeah, I was just like, I need to read for 75 hard. So guess what, guys? You're going to just listen to me read to you. Yep. And it's funny because, I mean, they don't understand all of it, but they, took some of the main concept, concepts away. And he's yep. like, well, whatever I do, I know I'm going to buy assets that make me money without me having to do anything. Yeah. I was like, that a boy. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I didn't think about that till I was like 30. Yeah. The fact he's 10 and uh, like yeah. has it just, he doesn't know really what it right. means, but it's there. Yep. I think is Planted like- Planted the seed. It's us. Absolutely. Just sharing our lives with them versus again always putting on a brave face or pretending like we have it all figured out is like not the answer you gotta be real with them be real and then let them know like look we're gonna go to the grocery store and three people may stop and do some small chat and you can't be the asshole that yeah. is um you know ready to go how do you so. how do you handle that because 
every now and then, like the neighbor kid the other day, mm-hmm. I have his parents' house listed for sale. Mm-hmm. He was over and he looked at me and we were playing catch football. He's like, Tyler, are you famous? Because <laughs> everybody knows you and like, are you a celebrity? And I'm just like, no, absolutely not. Obviously. But like, no. but, but like, Local. But then, like, I don't know. Sure. You, I get those questions from like kids, my kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. My daughter asked me that the other day. I'm assuming at some point your kids maybe asked you that. Um mm-hmm. I always like I I, tr- I tend to downplay what we do a mm-hmm, little bit. I don't know sure. I don't know why, but I just feel like maybe that's the right thing to do versus be like, yeah, like Daddy's worked really hard at like creating a name for himself, and yeah, people know us. Like I just I'd rather kind of be like, yeah, you know, some people know me, some people don't, whatever. And then they always ask us about money. You know, I don't know if your kids ever. Do My that. kids don't. We don't. We don't. They don't ask a lot about that. I think that um, we have a lot of diversity just within even our own like family. Yeah. Um, that there's a lot of opportunity for conversations around again gratitude mm-hmm. and hard work. Yeah. But just grateful for what you have because you never know if it's going to be there tomorrow or like right. The pandemic obviously yeah. threw us for a loop and. Um, you know, every day that we get in a vehicle, we're at risk to yep. not get back in it, right? All of these, all of these, all the things. But the way I kind of handle the the times, especially the impatience that they may have, like in a supermarket, is just more again about what we are building in this community. It's it's so much more than just my daughter or my son or me or even the family of four that we have. And so if that person took their time to come say hi and ask a few questions, we're going to take our time to answer and, you know, be grateful that they did. And it's a gift. It's a blessing. It is a gift and a blessing. I think that those conversations really only had to happen once with each of them and haven't had to have it since then. And again, your kids are super like sharp and they just they they get it so They've whatever been you're raised doing, in the public whatever so you're doing you're doing they know that people suck but thank <laughs> you tyler um music festivals obsessed mm-hmm. obsessed <laughs> used to be so obsessed but, so you um, used to always go to was it Lollapalooza yep. every year like how many years in a row did you go before you missed one nine or eleven yeah, something crazy. like that yeah awesome, yeah but yeah so like where does that stem from like what what is it about Music festivals specifically or just music? like. Well, think about it, right? So I'm a maximizer is one of my top strengths. So I'm going to send you this after yeah. today. I'm going to make you take this since you're a personality junkie like me. <laughs> but in my top five is maximizer. And so if I love music and I love people and the whole outdoor festival you thing. Want the top like experience. I want the top experience. I want to maximize the fact that I can be there for 48 hours and see 15 bands or oh, whatever so it is. Maximize like efficiency. Efficiency. Oh, okay. Right? Like so that. like instead of saying I'm going to see 15 bands this year. That's a goal. I could see 15 in a weekend and check. So you're 1000% quality over quantity. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah, like I am. because I'm always about quality yeah. over quantity. And I think for music in general, it stems from being raised by two hippies and music was just part of our DNA. Yeah. And um are you like do you sing like in the car, the shower? Oh yeah. You're like a big singer or are you more like a you take in the music and it's like an experience for you? Like I'm a really embarrassing co pilot. Uh, in a car or a plane or anything if, like, the right song is on. Just well, ask my kids that question. When does your mother embarrass you most? Yeah. Anytime that she's listening to a song at a stop sign and the windows are down and there's all these people and she's jamming in the car, they are mortified to be in that vehicle. That's why we me. get along. Yeah. You're the, the same, same way. way. But, no, but uh, 
funny, like really quick story about Brandy at my White Clock Hove concert event last year. Yes. I have this amazing video. Okay. After after uh, Glenn packed up and was done, I turned on music and Like a Prayer mm-hmm. uh, by, I think it was uh, Miley Cyrus's version, I want to say. I can't remember. It was one. It was either the Madonna one. It had to have been the Madonna because I would not get up and sing like that for Miley. Yeah, but anyways, she got up <laughs> and like her, my wife and Trish were dancing like crazy people yep. on my fire pit with like lightning going off like crazy in the yep. background. It was Glow sticks. It's a super yeah. funny and but look cool, at the memory. Moment yeah, because you love music. I love music that much. That much, and I do as well. I like, I f- I profoundly believe I feel and hear music differently than most people. I I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. If we end up getting the strength finder assessment back and you and I are matched in our top five, we're gonna we're definitely gonna need to do this podcast yeah. like sooner than Seriously. later. Because I feel the same way about what you just said. Um really quick, you and Brant obviously have a you know great relationship and uh, again helps his looks are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Brand, I'm just helping. I know, out, buddy. right? I'm, I'm like, uh, should I be best. worried? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a more admiration versus a obsession. <laughs> well, he's obsessed with CrossFit, so yeah. that's why he looks the way he Does looks. Does a good job. Yeah. But uh, any just quick advice for uh, people out there for like a happy relationship? Is it mm-hmm. kind of the same with your kids, or like keep it real, or is it what would you say? For sure. So um, Saturday will be our 17-year wedding anniversary. Thank you. We were together for about six years before that. So we've been together over 20 years, or as I like to say, I've known him over half our life. Me and Ashley, too. Yeah. Yep. And keeping it real is the only way to go. When did Um, you guys meet? We met in college. Okay. His junior year, my senior year. So you... (sighs) You maybe have a few less changes because I met Ashley in high school, but like you guys, like people change, obviously. Like, they do. so you've gone through those. We have. Like, you're a different person probably 100%. than in college, and you probably changed when you first had kids. Mm-hmm. And then when you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, w- when people met young mm-hmm. and then they're still together, mm-hmm. I feel like those people, in my opinion, really have something figured out because, like, not only did you. You stay together, mm-hmm. but you dated like and married multiple different people along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's true? I mean, we're, we're the same, but there's different things that we value. Yeah, but I think foundationally, you would have to align on, you know, core values, right? Okay. Or you like music? Well, yeah. I mean, that's right. Uh, Quincy was talking about some boy yeah. the other day, and I was like, well, what's his favorite band? And she's like, well, I haven't asked him that. I'm like, well, you should. <laughs> Yeah, you need to What if it's country music? Then he's not allowed in my house. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, I think foundationally, you know, we knew that we were going to be friends because we were friends first. Mm -hmm. That was really important. We started out as friends. We were like, I was a... I was the last minute ask to a formal because his actual date didn't show up, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm the backup because mm-hmm. we were already friends. We established some things and foundationally that I think a lot of people miss in the dating world yep. because they're maybe too eager to get to that end result. We were engaged for almost two years because I didn't need to have the wedding to mm-hmm. have the relationship. So I think all of that helps, but um, communication, now that is my top strength. Yeah. My second one is maximizer. Okay. But I would say 
where you've just talk it out, right? Like you can't walk walk away angry, you can't yeah. go to sleep mad, all of those things. And believe me, I mean, we have we all have our days. We right. have our days, but um, do you guys share your calendars? We share calendars. Like, do you have his passwords to everything and vice versa? No. Do you share bank accounts? Yes. Okay. Uh, we don't do the password thing mainly because if I were to hit print on the sheet that I keep, it would be like 21 pages right now. Right. And all, all he, the passwords? He has no time for that. Yeah. So. But like, uh, okay, could could he get into your phone? He could. Okay. Has he ever? Probably not. Absolutely not. But I just think it's interesting because mm -hmm. I, I meet married people all the time that they have their bank accounts separate. No. They uh, they they can't get into each other's phones. Also, I'm like, you guys are setting yourself up for failure. Like, even if you're doing nothing wrong, yeah. obviously they're gonna wonder, well, why yeah. can't I see their phone? Why can't I see their bank accounts? Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't ever get that strategy. So that's just my. Two it's cents. never been. Yeah. And I'll I, since we're since we're talking about him, I'll give him the shout out. I mean, honestly, his amazing career for almost 22 years now with Lando Lakes has afforded me the opportunity to be an entrepreneur, Yeah. right? I mean, sure, I saved money, but I worked retail for 23 years. I didn't make a ton of money to save, Yeah. right? So kind of needed to lean on him to um, talk about how we would leverage some options and assets. And he's also afforded me this lifestyle of just kind of being on all the time, Yeah. which I'm sure is not what he wanted or signed up for, you know, years ago when he married me, but we talk we communicate we yeah. evolve over time together yep. and wouldn't want it any other way it's awesome well i'll make sure to change the thumbnail for this podcast to brant now <laughs> and, and and just give him what all the you, credit i don't i don't remember what you said at the beginning but i need to use it now like something like smoking hot husband or something yeah, yeah. i gotta he, he needs to know that hashtag for sure that'll be on there um who is your mentor or hero so I talked about a previous supervisor, her name was Charlotte, that really got me into Strength Finders. And I can continue to see her teachings to me kind of show up. Mm -hmm. So although we are not actively speaking, I mean, we're connected on social media's uh, platforms and we'll ping in on each other every now and then, I find her to still give me a lot of of inspiration. I'm I'm more inspired instead of by, you know, one person or one action, I'm inspired more through like music festivals or yeah. hikes and nature and stuff like that where I can really be put in my place mm -hmm. and you Big know grounded. those very grounded, right? Those days where you're like my problems are, you know, so heavy or I can't go to any grocery store without seeing three people, right? Like <laughs> then you just go to any one of these places, right? You like go hike a mountain yeah. and you won't have that thought anymore. Right. right? And so I find more inspiration. Go or to I Walmart guess Walmart because there's yeah. none of your people there. Oh, right. I'm just kidding. Just right the motive. shops at Walmart. It's fine. I, I mean, don't. I do from now and now and then there's I some only things. Go, there I only that go you there if get in other places. That's what I was going to say. If I can't get right. it elsewhere, you got to go there. But like, I don't choose ever to go into Walmart. Well, all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Target for life, baby. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways. Yeah. Okay. So she's your mentor, hero, kind of source of maybe business inspiration at times, or just like. Yeah, and I need like honestly, I need to find another one. I had a business coach for a while. COVID hit. Things changed. I haven't like tapped back into that. Um, maybe you're your own hero. No, I, I'm again. I'm super inspired by like change makers, right? I mean, Sarah Shadnicks, who started Scout and Seller on the day that I opened Urban Air. Mm -hmm. Good for her. She was a, she was an attorney. Mm -hmm. Also would get 
headaches every night because not that an attorney is a big job. She decided to study to be a sommelier at night, so she'd have to go to all these food and wine pairings. Mm -hmm. She didn't feel good. Like, I'm totally inspired by her that she solved her own problem in a way that we can all benefit from. Yeah. Right? The founder of Spanx, like, also named Sarah. Um, Amazing, (laughs) right? Anyone named Sarah, you have a good chance to be inspiration. Yes, true. Well, I love that. It's just always interesting. I just, you know, when you talk to someone who's successful, I just love to hear who they're inspired by or, you know. So. Well, and locally here, I don't know if you've had her on the show yet or not, but you should give her a ring as I'm super inspired by Alicia Webb. And I have not yet. But all that I she's doing, Alicia, right? But. And um, you mentioned earlier Power of She. That is a all-female networking group that my Crispin Green business partner, Jennifer, and I um, you know, have been doing. Well, Jennifer kicked it off back in October. You of and Jen 17. are very similar. We are. In my, in my just from the outside looking in. Yeah, and um, so that's been five years. So power of she has evolved into way more than what she ever thought it was going to be, and uh, she's made business deals because of that networking mm-hmm. group, right? Absolutely. And that's. That's a better return on investment than any like referral based networking group you have to go to at seven thirty in the morning. Yes. Ours is at four thirty for happy there. hour on a Wednesday, first Wednesday of the month. No, I looked in like the Rotary Club and it's like we meet at seven thirty on Wednesdays. And I'm like, Yeah, Wednesdays are my day off and I don't ever get up that like that's yeah. just not me. I stay up late and yeah. I do the email inbox stuff. Yeah. Same thing. But just different hours yep. of the day. I get it. Okay, so really quick, because you came dressed like Barbie, yeah. I did write this down before you showed up, by the way. Oh, I said, funny. this is what exactly what I wrote. I said, you may have some of the best fun and unique style in the community. <laughs> okay. Uh, love. Every time I see you, you got like some eccentric something uh-huh. on, and it sometimes it's subtle with like the earrings. Because uh-huh. I, I don't remember what you were wearing that day, but I remember the earrings were kind of like a surprise. Like mm-hmm. I was talking, and I just realized what they said. So it's just like mm-hmm. funny, like kind of cool things like that. So I said, I wrote down, the listeners got to know, spill the beans. Like, where do you get some of your style Ooh. from? Where do you shop? Like, what's your go-to? Is it, I mean, obviously it's probably not Abercrombie anymore. It's not Abercrombie anymore. Um, gosh, I'm a collector. Yeah. Like, I have stuff in my closet that has been there since probably my sophomore year of high school, and I either wear it or just can't get rid of it because I think I'm going to wear it someday. Um, But it's funny because now having a daughter who's very opposite of me, like, she totally wants to blend in. She wants Mm. to wear what everybody else is wearing Mm -hmm. and, like, not stand out. And I'm the exact opposite. So yeah. I think it was Coco Chanel that said something about if you look in the mirror, you should always take off one thing. I'm exactly the opposite. Yeah. I look in the mirror and I'm like, what's one well, more, thing more thing I can add? Well, so. and, and for people that are listening and not watching, she's wearing a, a sport coat, right? Would you describe that? Yeah, it's as a, blazer. a blazer. It's a tweed blazer, a Barbie Vance T-shirt. Yeah, lots of stuff going on in the T-shirt. The tweed blazer is yep. white and pink checkers kind yeah. of. And Light then, stonewashed distressed jeans, some little Tom's wedges, some bracelets, and then my earrings, yes, say fuck you. They say fuck you with like, what is And the... then I put little rainbows behind <laughs> them just so that they didn't look so obvious because I do have to go to a meeting after yeah. this. So I'll just take these take out, out and then it's yep. just rainbows. Yeah. And then she has a pink. I have a pink headband. headband. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm the reverse of Coco. I'm add all the accessories. Yeah. I shop everywhere, but I really love like a local, like an Etsy, someone who's made it, which yeah. is where these earrings are from. Someone. Have you been to Reverie yet? Oh, yes. I love Reverie. Every time I walk in there, I'm like, I want all the stickers uh-huh. and all the like cute little fun sayings. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's yeah. one. There was one that was like, this salad smells like I'd rather be fat. And I'm like, I want that. Um, my <laughs> hand towel says my favorite salad dressing is wine. <laughs> That's exactly. Right? Yeah. I, that store, I love everything. I love Reverie. I also shop at um, Mainstream Boutique here in town, too. Okay. So we, Blaine's got a couple of really cute, yeah. cute ones. We've got Apricot Lane. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now, now the secret's out. Secrets out. Brandy likes to wear a lot of Lots accessories. Lots of stuff from yeah. over the years. She just yeah. repurposes it. Just keep it. collecting. You're yes. a bit of an artist. Well, I think if I were to say, you know, what I want in my obituary someday is I'm kind of fascinated to what the number of earrings that I will own. Like, and she owns 4,212 <laughs> unique earrings. Because I do. like Three earrings quarters of which... Are all swear words. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> 3,000 um, cuss word but earrings. But that would kind of be like a signature brandy thing, is you'd see her in weird earrings. Now that I, now that you wear those earrings, like I kind of would be disappointed if I saw you and you just had no earrings or like little like Studs. diamonds. Or, yeah. I'd be like, what no. the hell are we doing? I mean, I own them, but I don't wear them very don't often. Don't ever do them. Yeah. Just get rid of Sell them. Okay. <laughs> but they add, they're going to add to my obituary number, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got to keep true. them. <laughs> That's true. And you could wear like eight of them yeah. right here, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, so last question before the quick, fun lightning round. Okay. Um, What would you say the future holds for Brandy Gilbert? Five years plan, like, what do we got? What we got cooking down the road? So funny, because this is one of the questions I ask people as I'm interviewing. And recently, I've had kind of a like I've been a little tongue tied on how to answer this because part of me is I mean, I'm really excited about getting certified and seeing what I can do to help. Um, teams of any size, small, mid to large teams kind of get on the same communication plan. I'm, I'm very passionate about that. But I also have some friends, some female friends that are doing some cool shit out mm-hmm. there in terms of bringing new items to market mm-hmm. that I want to either silently invest or loudly invest and publicly support. But Kale, I've got yeah. Kale, yeah. I've got some <laughs> Got some people, some irons in the fire, things I'm working out, working on the next tattoos, as I like to say. So Um, more like, well, okay. So will you think most of them will be like more like silent investment stuff? Or do you think you're going to immerse yourself in another undertaking of a business, like building it? Don't know. know. Right now, I would say I'm going to stay in the lane of more of that consulting, coaching um, lane or, or, supporting through investment lane but i could get you know two years down the road and say no i miss you know being fully immersed again and then get right back into opening another business i don't know yeah the good news is that i mean same with you like my youngest is gonna be eight i'm gonna be here a minute like he doesn't start college for a minute right so i'm gonna be right here in this community trying to solve more problems. So that's another way to maybe connect with me on LinkedIn is if you have a problem that you're looking for a little capital Mm -hmm. or coaching on how to get it going, reach out to me and let me know because it might just be my new five-year plan. Yeah, and uh, I think you are connected with enough people that maybe if it's not for For me, I could pass it on. There's plenty of investors out there that could help with something like that. So Agreed. Yeah, uh, that that question is tough for me to answer as well because I think 
we potentially have a lot of different directions you could we could we could both go like just different things we could like dip our toes in the water like i'm starting some commercial real estate investing stuff for awesome. example and like yeah just just there's all sorts of things that as you are a small business owner you happen to have a little bit of success and you surround yourself with the right people it's yep. like oh there's way more options now than there was five years ago and i you hope know? there to be even more five years there from now be. right yeah. so well, that's why it's a tough question to answer. yeah but you'll be in the community yes you'll be wearing crazy, crazy earrings. eccentric earrings yeah and you'll be solving someone's problems hope so sure. yeah all right so now I have some questions that uh, Brandy doesn't know that I'm going to ask, but they're more like one, you know, not one word, but quicker answers. Okay. And if you want to give an explanation, feel free. Okay. Um, but they kind of, uh, they're just fun questions. So okay. first one I wrote down, favorite band or artist to see live? Madonna. You saw Madonna live? Like four times. Oh my God. And she canceled recently, but she's rescheduled that. for February. So you bet your ass I'll be there. Okay. Do you have a favorite Madonna song? I have a favorite album. Okay. Confessions on a Dance Floor. I don't know what where that is in her origin. Is it like earlier? Uh, or like, mid, like early 2000s. Like what's the big song from that album? Um, hang, Hung Up, Hang Up. Okay. Hung, is it Hang Up? And then she just uses Hung Up in the lyrics. I can like hear the song. I'm not. I can't well, do. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I, I know what it is. Be very embarrassed. Because my mom, but I can't. My mom was really into Madonna too. So mm -hmm. yeah, I have a respect for Madonna. And I, f I always feel like she's like super old, but she's actually she's like. So she's like 65. Which I just crushing it. I know, but she just seems like she should be older. She should have been around forever. But I think I connect with her because she's also from Michigan. She went to the U of M to be a dancer. Yeah. I was a dancer. Like she decided this isn't for me. And then she would just be the cool kid on the disco dance floors yeah. and met the right people, made some she just she made her own success happen and has reinvented herself with every single album. I'm down for that. I'm here for all of that. So how high up in your movie ranking is a league of their own? Mm, not high. Really? No. I mean, she it's plays like women empowerment. She's in a ton, Madonna. She's in a ton of movies, though. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. But that's just my the, favorite movie is from like 1958 or something. It's Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand. I haven't seen that one. It's my favorite. Is it actually funny? It is. Okay. She's a riot. Yeah. I don't know if it but was it's like, like musical. It's okay. like kind of older musical. I like musicals. Yeah. I keep on telling my wife, I'm like, she's never seen Singing in the Rain. And I'm like, we need to watch that movie. Yeah. You just have to see it. You, yes. Because there's so many, there's still like references today about things from that movie and she just doesn't get it. Yep. And I know Stay my daughter night. would love it. Yep. Um, okay. Favorite concert venue or like event? Is it Lollapalooza or is there something else that like if you could, one that you've been to, like if you could go back to that spot, what is I'd it? I'd go you? back to Coachella. Coachella. Probably 2011. Yeah. That was amazing. What, what was like? What? I got to see like Kanye and Two Door Cinema Club and Fanagram and a bunch of bands you don't know, but you yeah. know who Kanye was. Yeah. Um, what I like about Coachella is that it's the desert. Yeah. So it's sunny and everyone's feeling a beach vibe, right? Lollapalooza is still very like city, usually it rains <laughs> one of the days and it's not that far away from where we are now. So I don't feel like I'm right leaving the midwest because i'm not because i'm going yeah. to chicago yeah so favorite venue would be coachella 
favorite? What else did you? Oh, venue to see it in. Yeah. We're talking here locally within Minnesota. I would say a fine line cafe. It's so small and the fine line cafe. Fine line cafe, okay. and it is so small and intimate. And I've seen some of my favorite bands there, like right, yeah, right there. Usually like acoustic, obviously, or or no, maybe no instruments. Or? They can. I mean, it can support all of the sound, mm-hmm. but most of them do a. Um, yeah, just a, it's a more intimate setting. Yeah, we are really lucky here in Minneapolis. I've lived in a couple of cities, and um, this one has a really good music scene. There's yeah. a lot of venues to see music at. A lot of the even the schools, even you, your White Claw <laughs> Cove party every year has a live musician, yeah. right? It's amazing. But I think people here appreciate it's Prince's town. It, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Set the tone. You're right. All right. Favorite wine. Kind of wine. Yeah, like let's let's assume it's Scout and Cellar. A Zinfandel. Zinfandel. It's a really? Scout and Cellar. It'd be uh, Middle Jane. Middle Jane. Zinfandel. Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. So is this different than White Zin? It is. Thank you for asking. Because my grandparents. That's the only Zinfandel I know. Boxed wine. That's white what my grandparents Zin. want. I what went is to that, go Franzia. I went to go get them. My grandpa just turned 90. Awesome. Apparently, they don't drink white zin anymore, but I didn't know that. So I went to the store. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I'm going to give him the best white zin you can possibly find. It was like 10 bucks. Uh-huh. I was like, is there anything better? They're like, nope, that's it. And it was like literally the biggest bottle you've ever seen for 10, I think it was like 10 or $15. I'm like, okay, yeah. So this isn't going to be good for me to try or drink. No, no. White zin, I feel like, is, is stuck in the 80s. Um, this is a red Zinfandel. And I prefer a Chilean if we're talking about regions, but Scout and Cellar has a middle Jane one that's delicious. What about Chilean makes it like different? Probably just how the soil is yeah. in but Chile like, versus. But does it taste? It does. More earthy. Earthy. It does. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big wine guy, so I don't know a ton. I you just are, drink it. You are a professional in the White Claws. Very so I'm gonna rapid water. lightning speed ask you, what's your favorite flavor of White Claw? You know. And it was watermelon. Okay. But I do think blackberry is a little mm. hidden gem. Okay. Yeah. It's like, because some of them get really like tart or like, I don't know, like you have one and you're like, eh, okay, I don't like that flavor. But uh, blackberry is like subtle enough. It's more earthy. It's like okay. one of the earthier white Okay, there you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Um, can you complete the Ninja Warrior course at Urban Air? So there's four lanes. There's, I know. I can complete all but the far the, the third. It's the third one that I can't. So you have to like jump on the blocks. Yes. And then you move the bag. I can't do lane three. I did lane I think I did lane three. I think I did that one. Was the, it lane four that you couldn't do? The one uh, I think I can I think I can do all of them, but the the one with like it almost looks like slices of cheddar cheese or Swiss cheese hanging, mm-hmm. that one is more difficult mm-hmm. for me because I gotta like hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. it's a great question. I would say I can on a strong day, if I am prepared to do it. I will. Yes, I could crush all four lanes, yeah. but if you put me on the spot today, I would say I probably would Hold struggle on, in lane three. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you guys haven't haven't been there, they do have these Ninja Warrior courses, which are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. My my kids love them. Uh, do you have a celebrity crush? 
I think ever since David Beckham has come to the scene, yeah. he's hard to beat. Yeah, for me. hard to pass up on. Hard Beckham. to beat. Even again, you men, he ages so well. He does. He does. Would you would you go as far as to say that you love when he bends it like Beckham? Oh snap! I do. <laughs> I do. Would you love him to bend something else like Beckham? Ah uh, yes, actually. <laughs> Uh, yes. And uh, if you could just bend right on over. Yes. That'd be great. All right. Well, Brant, we know what your Halloween costume should be. <laughs> oh, we have so many ideas. We don't yeah. even know what to choose from Oh, there. my gosh. Um, this one's difficult. So if nothing comes to mind right away, we can move on. Most memorable experience you've ever had. Is there like a thing that jumps out? Taking out the birth of your children. I didn't even believe that. <laughs> I was like literally looking for something like super like euphoric. I'm gonna have to come back to that. I yeah, don't know. Think about it, and we'll come back if if we uh, if you think of something. That's a tough one. Um, Vegas or Nashville? Vegas. Really? All I thought you were gonna go Nashville. All friggin' day. Really? I don't like country music. Oh my god. I get irritated when people wear cowboy boots and they're not cows cow, like working on a farm yeah. needing to wear cowboy yeah. boots yeah don't and fake who you are right? what you may not know is i actually have i own a deed i own property in las vegas really it's through our hilton timeshare but nice. we made sure that our homegrown spot was in vegas so yeah. that we always have a room in vegas anytime we want to go it's amazing yeah brand i play a lot of craps we love oh craps so we're going to vegas in two weeks okay or exp con okay i have tons of records and yeah we're staying we're staying at the cosmo yep which is right next to where my deed is i have okay. a place in the alara oh really mm -hmm. okay but yeah we uh my one business partner uh taylor he loves crap so we always play craps and like i still don't quite understand the game i do when i play it but like if i had to tell somebody right now i don't understand yeah but when i'm there i'm like oh yeah you it's kinda a great have to it's a great fun game play in order to yeah. learn yeah but uh man i totally thought you were gonna go to nashville just because of live, live music. music yeah but most of it's country honestly you don't like country at I all i really don't man. i know i love country it's like my number one most people do mm. well yeah sorry well, i'll just cancel this podcast. i mean i'd go to nashville and we'd yeah i'd love to have you been yes okay i think it's honestly my favorite city but i love i love country so um what's the number one thing you miss from uh you grew up St. Louis, right? That's what I wrote down. Mm -hmm. Like suburb of St. Louis, yeah. What's the number one thing you miss from St. Louis? Just my friends. Yeah. Those are, so when I moved there, I was just starting seventh grade. And having an eighth grader right now, I know that that would have been devastating, right? Mm -hmm. And I do remember that. I mean, talking about life moments, like I don't totally remember having to leave middle school and start a new middle school yep. in a different state. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, St. Louis is just kind of what I would consider home because that's where the the best friends I have in my life are from. Yep. And they still all live there, raising their families there. So we love to to go back and best pay. friends until you met me. Well, yes. <laughs> Duh. Um, but you you know you mentioned it earlier, like those people knew me when I was still like becoming Figuring me. Up, yeah. And all of the versions of me I've been since then, they've like loved and appreciated, yeah. but they truly know me because that was in that formation time frame that we were all really close. Oh, yeah. Such a pivotal time. So that yeah. makes sense. Uh, Caribou or Starbucks, if you had to pick? Neither. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> but if I was going based on tea, I would say Caribou. You've never drank coffee? I've had it once. Ever. Ever. Myself. I feel like you on coffee would be just fun to see. I think it's We should do it and then film it it's and see what happens. Unnecessary. <laughs> That's like me on coffee. It doesn't make any sense. 
I have a ton of energy and I'll drink it and then I just shake the whole time. Right. It makes no sense. I'm right. like, I don't need this. Right. Uh, when I wake up, I'm I'm going. All right. Well, that's interesting. But <laughs> I mean, it, make, it makes sense because sometimes people are very energetic because of the coffee. But you, you're just this way all by yourself. That's just me. <laughs> God made you this way. That's right. Um, okay. Favorite food? Salad. It really is. I'm not, I mean, it really is. You're like, such a dork. I know. I love it salad. so much. It is. Okay. Like what salad is like, your favorite? Oh, at Crisp and Green? Yeah. I'm really into the Thai and Stop Me right now. Thai and Stop Me. That's uh, a little spicy. No, it's like a peanut Thai dressing, okay. yep. but um, it's with shrimp. Mm. I love shrimp. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite meal? Because I think these are two different questions because favorite food obviously like salad for me it's pizza okay but favorite meal like if you were gonna go somewhere brunch brunch and like what would you order at brunch like whatever their you know family platter is because mm. i love all breakfast food yes so breakfast food so whatever they call what do they call it most places like i don't even know like the catch-all, I want. Yeah. I want all of it. Like the biggest that. dish of the two and the two and the two yeah, and the, the two and the two sampler. and the two. Yeah, I want all of that. So okay, um, bacon or sausage? Bacon. Crispy or not? Crispy. Yeah, like extra crispy or just like middle of the road. Like, do you like it burnt? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. And if you haven't had Von Hansen's mm -hmm. maple bacon, it will blow your mind. Okay, I'm gonna pick some of that up. It'll I love blow me some your bacon. Mind. Uh, how do you take your eggs? Usually scrambled. Not a girl. Do you put cheese in it? Sometimes. Yeah. Do you prefer cheese? No. Yeah, I like it plain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, best vacation spot. Well, we'll see. But um, we're leaving for Hawaii here oh. uh, for MEA break. It might just be that. Brant and I have been before, um, mm -hmm. but we're gonna get the kids. We're all gonna do surf lessons, so That'll we might awesome. just be making a new. A new spot. Yeah. I would say if, if, if it was for family-related things, we love, um, honestly, we love going back to see our friends in St. Louis. There's mm -hmm. so much to do in mm -hmm. the city, around the suburbs of St. Louis. And um, if we're talking just Brant and I, I mean, we love, we might retire where your friends just moved in Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina. We love it there ask, so much. So when you're talking about like, all the music stuff and everything, mm -hmm. like, Charleston, we went downtown Me one too. night, and yeah. it was super cool. Yeah. There was just live music on the street. Everywhere, yeah. Um, we went into this uh, this restaurant, and I can't remember the name of it, but it had, like, six stages in it. It had a rooftop and awesome. all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, like, we yeah. don't have anything like that. I know. I know Minnesota does have music, but we it's do, different. But we don't have the climate to support right. that all the time. But, yeah, I think we'll retire in South Carolina and... We'll see how this vacation in Hawaii goes, but the kids will probably beg to go back Where in a couple in Hawaii? years. Big Island. Big Island. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love Hawaii too. It's beautiful. Um, bucket list destination, place you haven't been yet that's like on the list. I really want to go to Greece. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Rome. I know I haven't been over there at all. I mean, I want to do all of it. Yeah. I would love to do a safari. Yes. Right? Like, I want to do all of it. We have the same bucket list. Absolutely. Have you been to Europe at all? I have. We were we were just in London um, this right. summer. Yeah, we were in London and out in the countryside for about 12 days. Um, been around Italy a little bit. But yeah, I think I want to go to Rome and Greece. I've never been over there at all. So I'm like oh. very excited to get over there one of these days. You guys should do a cruise. 
First. We we are doing a cruise, but it's to the like J- Jamaica. Like okay. we didn't pick the cruise; it was one that our family is going on. So got it. Yeah, I would love to do that and just get over there. Just feel, just I love different cultures. Yeah, and, me you know too. what I mean. Learn how other people live. Me too. Uh, favorite restaurant in Blaine? Crispin Green. I mean, okay, duh. take Crispin Green out of it because that's Jeez. everyone's obvious answer. Right. Ooh. I didn't even think about that when I wrote that question. Hajime, probably. Oh, God, such a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Hajime, just so you're aware. Really? Uh-huh. Hajime. 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 Say it again. Hajime. 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 I'm not going to be able to say that. And I'm sorry for those of you listening that probably own it or work there. I'm butchering it. I could be totally wrong. That's just how I say it. Okay. It's right? better than someone said hajime. I'm like, hajime? I, know, I know that's not right. My gosh, that's how people are with acai. They say yeah. the word A-C-A-I, A-C-A-I and they create all other kinds of sounds <laughs> with that. <laughs> I was one of those people. And then acai? I learned. I'm like, oh, it's acai. Acai. Um, favorite restaurant anywhere? Ooh. Mama's Fish House in Maui. Mama's Fish House. In Maui, Hawaii. It's still why? standing, by the way. Like, why? Um, I felt like the fish came directly from the water that was just out front in their front Seriously? yard. Like, it was so fresh, and they did it perfectly paired with a pineapple mango mm. like salsa like mm. i just i can vividly remember mm-hmm. it's also the trip that i found out i was pregnant with my son so maybe i was just fully into all my taste buds Everything. and senses yeah. then but mama's fish house is really good and it's still there and it's still there in maui yes and then um gosh there's probably there's so many like i just can't that's think a great of them one right though now. no it's a great one monel's um, in nashville Monel's? Next time you go, Monel's, it's family style, meaning mm-hmm. you can walk in with a party of two or a party of 10, and you're going to sit with people you don't know. Really? Because they're just big-ass oval tables, okay. and everyone gets served the same thing. Which okay. is, is it all... at the food court thing, or nope. is it it's it's a standalone? standalone house. Okay. It's a, it's a house, and each oh. room is these big tables with mismatched furniture. <laughs> That's super cool. And you literally, there's nothing on the menu. You just sit, and they bring you everything, and you scoop. You don't... Order like they, one price kind of deal. Like you're getting this, and so you're sharing biscuits and gravy and pancakes with all of these other new friends you just met at the table. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. See, I love when like the food is mixed with some sort of an experience. So like I agree. the whole the like fish for house, me yeah. when we were in Mexico, we actually saw fish. We were sitting on the beach eating a fish taco while a guy brought fish out of the ocean to the Restaurant. kitchen. Yeah. Like that for me was very yep. memorable for that reason, yep. and then yeah, that that uh, Monel sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, this is <clears throat> an interesting question. Favorite drink, and then like, so it's favorite drink and favorite place to have it. Because I think, like, we're talking about experiences. It's different. Like, so my my favorite drink, I don't know, an old fashioned, right? But it's even better when it's at the cigar bar in Mercado that I went to because mm-hmm. there's like big tall smoking chairs. I can have a cigar with it. The music is bumping. It's mm-hmm. cool. So like, is there a thing that sticks out to you? Is like, I want to have a drink, but I want to have it here at this one spot. I love champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm envisioning myself in New York city mm-hmm. in Hudson yards, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful area. And they have what's called um, the high line. Mm-hmm. And it's a walking trail 
that has these cute little like residences and businesses all along the trail to get you to the Hudson Yards. And so I'm envisioning myself with a champagne glass walking the High Line. Pinky in out? No. No. That's too pretentious. <laughs> pinky in. Pinky in. And envision my champagne glass to look more like a very large tulip-shaped wine goblet. That's more of what I'm envisioning in my head as a favorite drink. I love that question, though, because it's just, uh, it's different than like, oh, I like whatever. It's like, no. White claws. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, no, but like, if you could go somewhere and have a drink, what is it? And where are you? Because it's it's about experiences. It is. All right. A few more. Um, Favorite thing to do in our community other than... Go to Crispin Green or Urban Air. I mean, we have so many lakes, right? right? Like there's so much water. And so we just like to explore. We like to be outside. Very outdoorsy, right? Yeah. I'm outdoorsy in the sense that I like to be out and hike and walk, but I'm not outdoorsy in the sense of like, I'm going to throw up a tent. Right. That's, that's not my jam. Yeah. Um, You're going out there temporarily and you're going back to the nice stuff. Right. Right. (laughs) We like to take a lot of bike rides. That's yeah. what we love to do. Around okay. Here. Uh, do you have any hidden talents? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they're not going to be hidden anymore if I share them with, just with you one. now. Just one. Well, I mean, I grew up as a dancer, so I could That's probably, true. you know, probably cause a little ruckus. Yeah. With oh, some I've moves. seen. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. Like, so when you say dancer, were you like doing like gymnastics type of stuff too or was it mainly like ballet okay like point okay. shoes so if not theater. that i'm gonna make you do this right now but if i was like hey i want you to do go up on your tippy toes uh-huh. could you do it and how long could you hold it right now well, i could stand on point is what it's called for yes. as long as you need me to stand my balance really? is really good but if you asked me to do a double pirouette in my point shoes right now my answer would be like i don't know because i just haven't done it yeah in so long well i won't make you do it yeah. but i'm sure you could do it yeah. Uh, that's a good hidden talent. I don't like have any. That's why I like that question because I don't know. I don't. But everybody seems to have something like whether you have like a double jointed or I don't know. Um, backhanded sarcasm. Like is that like <laughs> I, I can I can compliment you and smack you in the face in the same sentence. You know what? I have that talent too. Yeah. So Fantastic. There you go. And you just learned something about yourself. You have I did. this talent Thank too, you. Tyler. See, it's like it's like I should hire you. <laughs> To bring this all out of me, get so I know. Out. Yeah, Use get them my more. <laughs> um, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. What's your favorite out of the three? If you had to pick, uh, I'm gonna say Facebook, and the only reason is because all of like my family is on it, yeah. right? So I like to use it because aunts, uncles, cousins—they're yeah. not all on the other yeah. platforms. Makes sense. What show are you binging right now, if any? Um. Okay, what's it called? So it's the second Sex in the City. Mm. It's um, mm-hmm. and just like that, I think is what the title is called. It's on HBO. Is it like all? It's all new girls. It's it's like no, it's the same oh, girl. It? Yeah, okay. so it's Carrie Bradshaw and her girls, but just in their fifties versus in their thirties. So it's that's cool. cool. What's it? It's on HBO. It's on HBO. I like it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a best book recommendation? Um, I'm big on anything john maxwell and he has a daily reader it's called i think it's actually called the daily reader where every single day it's just something that he wants to talk about right so it's kind of affirmation but it's more um it's kind of more action driven so he's Mm -hmm. like hey have you thought about this try this today do this today so Mm -hmm. that's my favorite book because i look at it every day 
I don't remember the quote off the top of my head, but when I made the transition from Edina Realty to EXP on my Facebook post, my announcement post, the first lines are a John Maxwell mm-hmm. quote. Mm-hmm. So I got yeah. to see him speak last year in October, and it was great. It's awesome, yeah. He's super inspirational. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two more questions. What's your go-to fast food order? Now, I'm not talking about Crispin Green. Mm-hmm. If you were going to get nasty with it for a minute. Taco Bell. Okay. And what is it? Crunchwrap Supreme, no sour cream. And I've turned <laughs> and it, it into a jingle so that it's <laughs> memorable to the person taking my order so that they take off the sour cream. Yeah. Right? So I sing it in a jingle. Yeah. yeah. They can't forget. I'll take a Crunchwrap Supreme with no sour cream. <laughs> and then do you get cinnamon twists or no? Don't no? usually no. It feels like air. True. No, I'm not. I'm not really into like crunchy air. What about the? Uh, what's the? <laughs> more density to yeah, my dessert. I agree. I'm not a huge <laughs> cinnamon twist guy, but my wife loves it. Um, but they have the the special Mountain Dew, the Baja. No idea. I okay. like Mountain Dew, and I okay. like. I find that to be like terrible to yeah. place in front of kids, right? So I'm like, no, not. Yep. I'm not a Mountain Dew fan. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, we. We now know that you do go to Taco Bell in a pinch every now and then. Crunch wrap supreme with, with no, no sour, sour cream. cream. Everybody knows the order now. <laughs> uh, all right, last question I wrote down. What special ability or superpower do you wish you had? If you could pick one. I always say that I would love to be invisible. Yeah, be fun. I mean, if I could just like you know, snap my fingers and not, not, not say not be here right <laughs> not now. Be on That's this not, podcast with me? Not Thank be you. here. No, but really like a, just a quick exit. Oh, it'd be great. Like it'd the people great. can find you just for a little And bit. I wouldn't even do it to try to be sneaky or hear what other people are saying about me or I would literally do it to escape quickly, yeah. swiftly. I would love to be invisible. I would definitely do it to like be sneaky. What would you say in that answer? You know, this is my lightning round. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, that we'll save that for people suck. Yeah, I gosh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh man, probably invisibility would be cool. Don't get me wrong. I think like flying would be cool, uh-huh. but I'm also like kind of terrified of like heights. I hate birds so much that yeah. like I don't want to be up with them. No, Mm-mm. I really don't either. So <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, invisibility is a good one. I mean, it's not really a superpower, but like the ability to, like live forever in a way, like or or like heal. Mm-hmm. Um, live longer, maybe not forever, but like, like uh, if I was 120 years old, but I looked like I was 30, and I and I aged. Like a Benjamin Button, kind, kind of, thing. but like I, I could just live longer because I think I don't want to live forever, but you know, just be healthier so longer so I could experience more things. Have you seen the pod? Um, it's not a podcast; it's a show, Limitless. Yes. Okay. Well, I've I've seen the movie. Yeah, the movie yeah. with Thor. Chris isn't, Hemsworth. Isn't it um, oh, no, it's Bradley Cooper? Seri- no, it's his series. So we're thinking of a different thing. I think, okay. I think it's called Limitless. Okay. And it's um, whatever Hemsworth is Thor. Thor. Is that Liam? I don't know. Chris. He's, I, yeah, Chris. The non-Miley Right, so one. that'd be Chris. So he has a show, I think it's on Netflix, where he really dives into that. Like, how really? do we live longer longer. and it has to do with like ice baths Mm -hmm. and holding your breath underwater for a ridiculous amount of time and Mm. things that have too much work involved in it for me so (laughs) yeah my wife's gonna die immediately because she only prefers scalding hot anything so she's not getting any extra according to someone who read my palms i might have a shorter lifespan than Uh i thought too nah you're gonna live forever i i won't your legacy will carry on though only the good die young 
That's right. Right. Billy Joel. Well, I appreciate you joining me. Um, I had a lot of fun. Me too. And, um, Good got to catch to, up. Yeah, I got to know you a little bit better. And uh, for those of you that are still listening or watching, again, just want to say thank you for your support. And, uh, you know, again, I hope you get something out of this. I hope you maybe find some inspiration or just found another person you can connect to in the community. Um, even if you're not in the community, if you're not in Minnesota, I mean, Brandy can help anybody, it sounds like, which is fantastic. Um, but uh, if, if anybody has... Um, anyone else that they think would be a good fit for the show, obviously, please always reach out. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. So thank you very much for being on. And thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do in, the, in our community the next uh, 10, 15 right. plus years before you retire in Charleston. That's right. We got some work <laughs> to do. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everybody, and listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye.